Hey everyone, a quick announcement for all you SP Streamer fans out there. The SP Streamer Pod is now proud to call the Rotorballer Podcast Network our home. Head over to Rotorballer for nonstop fantasy baseball news, analysis, and advice all season long. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 47 for On the Bump, an SP Streamer Podcast for Wednesday, July 1st. I'm your host, Doug Ishikawa, and you can find me on Twitter at Coachinish. It's been a while since we've had him on our morning podcast, pumped to bring back one of the writers at Prospects 365 and Roto Fanatic and the best softball player I know. Let's welcome back to the show, Mr. Corey Ott. Good morning, Corey. What's going on? Not much, Doug. Thanks for having me. You must not know many softball players if I'm the best one that you know, uh, <laughs> well, but I'm, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How's your stat line? Are you like, uh, you know, four for four right now? Are you batting for, you know, batting a thousand? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, oh, probably around 800. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You're like you're like Babe Ruth and Larry Walker rolled into one. Um, <laughs> it should be a lot easier, but honestly, <laughs> hitting slow pitch compared to, you know, an 80 mile an hour fastball, what I'm used to, it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. Hey, Corey, where can people follow your work again? Uh, so I can be found on Twitter uh, at corey 5 ot um, and you can find my work at rotofanatic.com and also at over at prospects365.com. Got a lot of new stuff coming out now with the new season being unraveled. Um, so yeah, definitely be on the lookout for, for some new stuff from me. That's awesome. Make sure that you give Corey a follow. He's awesome at what he does today. Players are expected to report back to camp. Summer training 2.0 is underway. So let's talk about two teams with an eye on the world series. Let's first start with the Brewers out of Milwaukee. And then we'll finish with the Twins of Minnesota. Corey, you're the Milwaukee Brewers guru that we bring <laughs> on every once in a while. So tell us, what's the, what's up in the farm system? Um, yeah, so there's not, you know, there's not a whole lot um, going on in the farm system right now. There's some some players at the top like Bryce Terang. Um, you know, Luis Rios is probably going to get time. Uh, this year, uh, you know, there's guys like Aaron Ashby. There's another uh, pitcher that I'm going to talk about. Uh, I won't say his name quite yet, uh, but they have some talent down in the system. They're just a couple years away. So if you, you know, you take a look at their prospects, not many guys arriving 2020, 2021, but 2022, 2023, that's when guys are going to start arri uh, arriving for, for the Brewers. So not much help in the immediate future, um, but they do have a lot of young guys that can definitely carry them, uh, you know, potentially to the playoffs to a World Series um, while getting some contribution from prospects. But um, and, and the Twins are also another interesting situation. Um, you know, they don't really have any guys coming up, you know, right now, like at the moment, not really any 2020 or 2021 guys. Um, you know, you'll see a couple guys that I'll talk about. Um, probably come up in uh, uh, late 2021, 2022, somewhere in that range. Um, but yeah, both these teams just really don't have many guys that are going to, many prospects that are going to contribute in 2020. So uh, the guys I'm going to talk about are a little, you know, they're, they're probably like a year out with the exception uh, of one guy. So this is a better format today for, for players who are in dynasty leagues, deeper dynasty leagues that want to hang on to some of these guys and see what they can do and see how they can develop. Um, the, both rosters in Milwaukee and Minnesota are pretty stacked as they make their run, uh, hopefully towards the playoffs this year. 
who who should we expect out of Milwaukee in the next couple of years here? Um, so yeah, I'll go, I'll just start with, uh, you know, Luis Urias, you know, he's not, he's, he's going to be expected this year. He's not a guy that that's really going to have to wait. Orlando Arcia is the only, uh, shortstop in his way as of this moment. Um, and, and so Urias, very interesting player, interesting prospect, uh, you know, his best tools, he's got hit, he's got speed and he's got defense. So that hit and speed combo, um, is something that is definitely, uh, to keep your eye on for Roto leagues for drafts this season. Um, the thing that, you know, uh, that he's done extremely well is he tore up the minors. Um, you know, he's had, he's hit for average. He's had good on base percentages. He's never had a WRC plus lower than, you know, 110, uh, since 2015 was the last time he was lower than that. And he, so he's had steady and linear increases across, um, all levels, which is something, you know, somewhat rare to see out of, out of prospects, especially not, uh, top prospects. Um, but so that's something to take away from Urias that he's constantly improving. He's 23 years old. RC is 26. And so I could see, you know, Urias taking this job very easily, but Arcia did have kind of a power breakout, you know, in, uh, in the first spring training of 2020, um, where he belted like six home runs and, and like eight at bats or something like that. So that kind of made things, you know, the cheese a little more binding for for Urias um but he just needs to keep his K percentage where it is around 20% he can live there um and increase the amount of walks that he draws so if he can refine his approach a little bit he's about 10% walk rate right now if he can get around 12 um he's going to get on base more then he can almost be like a second lead off um you know type of guy at the bottom of the lineup if that's where he in fact is going to stay and so if you got a guy hitting for contact who could actually be a lead off hitter um, getting on base a lot, and he's going to be in your eight or nine slot. Um, you know, that can definitely keep innings alive. That can keep, you know, if he can get on and and the top of the order comes back through with guys on base, that that is ideal. So you don't just want an absolute hole in your nine spot. Um, so so Urias uh, will definitely be looking to fill that more than, than Arcia has. Um, and, and just one more quick thing on him, on Urias is, um, you know, he has the potential to remain a 280, 300 hitter, which is something to say at the major league level. He's increased each of the years he's played in the major leagues. Uh, he went from a, you know, he's, uh, he, he had a 216 BABIP in 2018, 284 BABIP in um, 2019, while also toting 63%, you know, 49% ground ball rates. So that's something really interesting there. He's gotten fairly unlucky. Um, you know, he hasn't been hitting the ball hard, hasn't been hitting the ball soft. Um, but he's got really good, you know, medium kind of contact uh, rates going for him. So he just needs to continue the linear improvements. And we will see Urias on the field in 2020. Excellent. Who is the pitcher that you like out of Milwaukee that you were kind of talking about earlier? Yeah. So the pitcher, um, probably not going to see him, could see him mid 2021, late 2021 into 2022. Uh, and that's Ethan Small. So left hander out of Mississippi State. He's only got. Um, I think he's only got like 20 ish innings, um, across rookie ball and, and low a, um, right now. So, but his best tools, you know, uh, really good change up. So he's a cha uh, change up fastball guy. Uh, really needs to improve, uh, on keeping the fastball up in the shadow zone and improve the curveball in his command. So thing with the curveball, um, it's just, it's not supplementing his other pitches. So he's falling behind sometimes and he has to use that fastball kind of has to, to lean on that. 
um, when he even when getting ahead in counts. Um, and so you can't just live on fastball changeup in the major leagues. So developing that curveball is going to be very important. Uh, we're probably yeah, we're not going to see him in 2020, um, but he's one of the more intriguing arms in that system for me. He's very comparable um, to Asa Lacey. Uh, so the guy that just got drafted left-handed pitcher, uh, to the Royals, very, the mechanics and the delivery style are very similar. Um, except for right now, small lacks, uh, the put away pitch, you know, in the breaking ball as Lacey has that, that put away slider. And so he's relying just heavily on fastball changeup and straight pitches are not going to do it exclusively, uh, in the MLB. And so he hasn't seen much time as a professional, uh, you know, his senior season at Mississippi state though, he was 219 ERA, over 170, in, 107 innings pitch with 176 strikeouts. And yes, you did hear that right. 176 strikeouts, 1.6 Ks per inning. Uh, this guy does possess the potential for developing MLB grade stuff. We just have to see if the coaching can, you know, help steer him in the right direction. And uh, they're starting to move a little, be a little more analytically inclined over in Milwaukee. So we could see some some positive strides this season. But uh, you know, with no minor league season, it's going to be really interesting to see how how the these improvements are made behind the scenes uh, and, and what if they can be or if they can't be. So some guys are going to handle it better than others. And I, I hope Spall is one of the guys that can, you know, throw bullpens every other day and start, you know, improving things, tweaking his pitch mixes and getting his mechanics to be a little more looser. Uh, he just looks like, you know, he looks a lot like a robot up there. So he needs to be more fluid on the mound, more confident. And uh, small could be a very good mid rotation arm to back rotation arm uh, by 2022. Those are excellent takes out of Milwaukee. Now, if we were going to head to Minnesota, who are some prospects that you envision? And I know you said not maybe this year, but in years to come that we could see. Yeah. So the first one, um, you know, it's kind of the guy that everyone talks about. He's their top prospect, Royce Lewis. Uh, there's not too much to hit on with him. Uh, you know, he's, his ETA is closer to 2022. That's what they have on Fangrass. But, you know, if there's an injury, if Jorge Polanco gets injured, um, potentially he's, you know, Royce Lewis is going to be the next guy up essentially in that spot. Uh, maybe not the next guy up, but he has a chance to prove himself at the next level. Um, he hasn't, you know, he kind of had a down year, uh, struggled a bit in double A in 2019. Uh, with an 88, 97 WRC plus values. Um, so he just had a little bit of an adjustment to make, uh, but he doesn't strike out a ton. He doesn't walk very much either. Um, so he, you know, he appears to be the interesting thing about Royce Lewis is he appears to be the, con you know, a good contact hitter. He has a really good short compact swing uh, that's direct to the ball, but it wasn't always like that. And so he, you know, there's hidden power there, but it needs to be unlocked. And that's through tweaking that swing even further. And I know that's something the twins have really been working on with him. And, and Minnesota absolutely, you know, seems to be the best place for developing, um, you know, swings that achieve maximum uh, barrels and power. Uh, you know, over the last few seasons, we've seen Mitch Garver and Jason Castro, guys like that, be completely transformed. So Royce Lewis is in the right spot to kind of harness his power and increase his hit tool as well. Um, and so, you know, keeping continuing to tweak his swings to get to and through the ball instead of coming around, you know, he used to, he tended to cast his hands a lot on pitches inside on the inner half of the plate. And so instead of doing that, he started to get to slot his hands better, 
get to and through the ball and his swing's been looking a lot better and that power has been starting to to really show and so that raw power is there it's always been there game power is just starting to show up so as he improves the hit tool uh, even more starts to refine his approach walks more even strike out just a tad less he's at about 22 percent right now um, then uh, we are going to, you know, Royce Lewis is going to put on an absolute show um, if he's able to refine those 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 things. And with Jorge Polanco and Josh Donaldson on their way out, you know, in the next uh, few seasons, he's going to have that. He's going to have time to transition into a role with Minnesota. Uh, but not having a minor league season in 2020 is is really going to hurt, you know, some guys like this, like the top guys, the fringe guys that could make an impact in the MLB in the next year or two. Um, it, we just don't know how they're going to develop without constant, you know, at bats. And that Royce Lewis is one of those guys where if he doesn't get the at bats, the practice, the development time, then his swing may fall back into old habits and he may not turn out to be the, you know, top, top prospect that he's been toted as. So I hope that he's able to continue on the right path and keep refining that swing. And what about one more prospect out of that Minnesota Twins farm? So, yeah, so I'll just I'll hit on a pitcher real quick. Uh, probably the next pitcher that we'll see out of their system. Uh, Jordan Belazovic. Uh, absolutely love Jordan Belazovic, how he pitches. He's very smart. He's intelligent on the mound. Comes to the, each game with a plan. He has a plus fastball. He's a plus curveball and he has a plus slider. So immediately, you know, coming through the system, he's been able to to throw all three pitches in any count with confidence um, and, and get guys out. So flat out, you know, just using, um, those three pitches, getting guys out, not just striking guys out the strikeout, uh, you know, the strikeouts have been there. He's well North of 30% with his K rate. He's got ground ball rates North of 40% across, you know, each level. And that's something that I love to see consistency, uh, to see consistency in. And so he understands how to use those secondary pitches to get outs, not always wanting or needing to strike guys out, but using them to simply get outs, he can flat out pitch and get out of innings, um, no matter, you know, no matter what defense is behind him. So, you know, his FIP is consistently lower than his other ERA indicators indicators over each season, no matter what the level. So that signifies to me that he's, you know, he's pitching exceptionally, no matter what the defense looks behind him. Um, and, and one more note on Belazovic, uh, not statistical, but more mechanical. Um, you know, he's very smooth, but he starts something I noticed watching film. He starts his breaking balls in the zone uh, very well and has them fall out of the zone. So this is ideal. Prospects don't really harness this idea um, and garner it until they get to the major leagues and get that that extra coaching, um, getting that you know that bump in skill level. Um, but you know he's been able to uh, mitigate this really really nicely, starting his breaking balls in the zone, having them look like strikes, and then break out of sight. Um, instead of, you know, pitchers starting pitch, starting their breaking balls too high or starting them out of the zone and then they break into the zone. That's what hitters are waiting for. They're waiting for that mistake. Um, and Balazovic makes very few mistakes. So I'm really excited to see him uh, most likely starting 2021. Corey, this is the entire reason why you're batting 800 right now in softball. It's just the depth, in-depth knowledge that you possess and I know that you're thinking all these things when you're up to plate. So promise the people that next time that you're up at bat, that you're going to, you're going to hit a home run for everybody. Absolutely. It might be in the park, <laughs> but I'll get it done. Hey, 
Hey, any way that you can take it. You know, every day we hope that you head over to our site, spstreamer.com, or hit us up on Twitter. Hit that subscribe button or send us a review if you're digging what we're doing. Corey, really do appreciate you coming on this morning, taking the time to be with us. Thank you so much for having me, Doug. Love it. I love it too. Before we leave today, make sure that you get your daily read on our good friend, Dave Swan. He wrote the second part of his series, Fire and Ice at rotofanatic.com. It's an exceptional look at small sample sizes for players whose ADP is after 200. Go check out Dave's work and give him a follow. That's going to do it for us today. For Mr. Coriat, I'm Doug Ishikawa. Thanks again for waking up and having some coffee and baseball talk. We will be back tomorrow uh, to once again cover some prospects, good reads, and to give you a quick listen during that much-needed coffee break. Take care, stay safe, and we will see you soon.